Man, fuck it. I just love giant lasers. Yeah. Welcome, to, welcome to a large bipedal robotic bullet dude's tube. Oh, so uh, cool. Jacob, or rather, this I'm your host, Lawrence, and I'm here with the normal running crew, Adam, James, Bruce, and Elise. And our sweet ray of sunshine, Jacob, has joined us today. The abnormal running crew. I nice. guess so, yeah. Good joke. That was the first thing you said on a <laughs> oh podcast. Boy. Nice job, Jacob. Jacob you just I insulted you to, yourself, man. I want you man. to not only second guess everything you say before you say it, I want you to third and fourth oh, guess it. a lot of guesses. Do you ever have trouble yeah. sleeping? No. You like well, the night, buddy. Yeah, of all the people I know, he probably sleeps the best. <laughs> After you say something, tap the mic like you're testing if it's on. Is this thing on? Yeah. This thing on? <laughs> he curls up in a pile of leaves with all his furry, furry woodland friends. <laughs> you know how if there's Fun ever... They try to get a group of guys together, and they know one of them's a murderer. It's usually the one who sleeps soundly. Is <laughs> <laughs> the one who did it because they're okay living with it. Good job. <laughs> this uh, bullet dude is brought to you by two fine sponsors, Acorns and Crunchyroll. Uh, you can sign up today for Acorns by going to acorns.com/dude and get five dollars when you make your first investment. And then you can try a Crunchyroll Premium for thirty days for free by going to crunchyroll.com/dudesoup. Uh, but yeah, man, let's talk. Let's talk some Titanfall. Let's talk some fighty robots. Uh, you got to play it about a week ago, right? I did. Yes. I got to play it. Oh. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Was that the end of the podcast? Well, we're, we're done. Doing, we're doing our Zach Morris thing. We got to see the, the lasers. Wait, what's wrong? Well, something. Well, we are live currently. Eh, or are Online. we? It's okay. This one was gonna be good. <laughs> I'm curious to see oh, what the problem God. is. IGN, get fucked! <laughs> <laughs> As he screams. The low, there's a bonus? Man. Oh, yeah. It's like a game type where all the kills you get. You don't shut your mouth. Yeah, show you say you a talk single about thing about Save this it game. for the we're, show. Yeah, we're not live right now. I, I mean, Wasting I, time. I don't know if we are. No, oh, compute build. Every time, what is it, Game Crate shows up, I think it's Gamergate. Like they sent, <laughs> they anointed and sent a player to kill all the corrupt journalists. Like I was sitting right next to me. Game yeah. crate man? Yeah, I didn't. He didn't know I was Rooster Teeth. No, it's like it's always like fucking Rooster Teeth. Nice, nice <laughs> job. That's the best, man. Some like old, old dude. I went to a Battlefield Four review event, and yeah, similarly, not that I'm great at Battlefield, but I, you know, can aim at something and hit it sometimes. <laughs> so I got ostracized nearly immediately for just beasting around. It's pretty great. I was okay. They just sat around and talked about how much they laser hated beam everything. Them. All those people are dying to be Plenty laser beamed. Food. <laughs> God, what a surreal experience. Me next, Jacob. Hey, Omar, what's the problem? He's busy. Omar went back. He yeah. left. He just went to sleep. He went home. Check. Yeah, I think it was just like kind of the opposite with me because they're all people who play these games and then talk about it, and I just don't talk about it. And just play yeah, them. you just play them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a difference there. You, you went to an event. <laughs> yeah, we sent him. Yeah, it's like the. Where do you think this came from? Multiplayer thing. Oh, I was I out of town. No. Uh, Wait, maybe uh, you were. You, I think San it was San Francisco. Francisco. Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, okay. I was, yeah, that's right. That's right. No, it's fine. I'm the asshole. <laughs> I just you're you're ruining the narrative that we all don't notice Jacob's around <laughs> when he's around. Thinking. Yeah, like I'm trying to play into it. Um, I think we're live now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think we, I think Omar did, fixed it. Did the live stream oh. go down? What was the deal? I think oh, Omar and Andrew. Omar and Andrew. I think the live stream was. They weren't getting the signal for the live stream. Getting the wrong signal, but it's yeah. all good now. All right. Oh, thank you, Omar. Don't you just hate it when you're getting the wrong signal? <laughs> Is this an ad read? So yeah, you were uh, Jacob. You were just you were just as I recall, and and I think these specifically were your words. Boasting about how you wrecked shit for everyone at that event. <laughs> I think that's what you said exactly, right? Oh, yeah, word for word. Um, but no. Man, but I, I, I had played Titanfall, the first one. I put probably like 50 hours into it when it came out. Brag about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I really enjoyed it, but this is the first time I played Titanfall 2 or anything Titanfall related. And 
Jeez, when did Titanfall 1 come out? 2013? 2014? A million years ago. Who cares? Yeah, Didn't since, have story mode, sucks. Yeah, since like a month after that game's release, and it was kind of like riding a bike because this game is just designed to be fluid. Hmm. So, so uh, what what changed? Do you like it better, worse? Um, well, like oh, it cannon! Better. Oh, oh boy, look at that. Dick laser. Um, <laughs> it's like Cyclops. But <laughs> so cool. I don't. Not too much changed other than just like um, the addition of more classes and stuff. But something interesting that happened was they put a lot of little half-closed garage doors and stuff for you to slide under and things like that. Okay. And one of the devs was sliding. Was um, he wasn't sliding. He was standing behind me, <laughs> and he was like, "Hey, uh, I noticed you're doing some sliding there." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah." Like, Get off my ass! Yeah. <laughs> but then he's like, "Well, I made this any- game. You <laughs> did nothing." Any, uh- <laughs> he mentioned there wasn't any sliding in Titanfall One. And um, I thought that was interesting because yeah, it was just such a natural thing for me to do because I guess it's just kind of standard. Well, what game doesn't have sliding now exactly. that's a first-person yeah. shooter? They've added to basically everything that it kind of yeah. makes sense. Whereas I guess everything ripped off Titanfall before. Mm. Like, uh, was it with like Advanced Warfare and like Call Black Ops Duty. and everything? Call, I mean, Call of Duty just basically took everything from Titanfall. Uh, Halo 5 took a lot from Titanfall. Yeah. And now it's Titanfall's turn to steal. <laughs> <laughs> Titanfall is a new Titanfall. Well, I feel like since the first one came out, it just so many FPSs became about movement mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. And now it's like Titanfall has to one up itself and all the other games. So uh, I see that there's still the little AI dudes for you to kill. Looks oh, like. yeah. Oh, I, nice. I felt like they weren't around nearly as much. Oh, you're a little robo man? Uh, Boom. He's a robot woman, actually. Did you, <laughs> nice. did you play any of the campaign or did you just play? It was just the maps. <laughs> well, Excuse me. Single player was on a separate day hmm. that I wouldn't be able to go. Nah. Interesting. So uh, I also do this thing where you like raise up your wrist and go black and white. Are you like stealthing during that part? Because all the enemies it's disappear weird. when you, you do like, that too. The way the description sounded, you go into like a different dimension cool. temporarily, so you can't see any enemies around you, but they can't see you either, and you're completely invulnerable. I like that. So it's, it's kind like of you like have a to position, risk. but everyone else can move around. Yeah, hmm. like you see me using a lot to get just like when I'm running out into the street. Oh, you're nice. to go from one building to another without getting accidentally stepped on by a titan. So yeah, just watching you watching your gameplay here, it looks pretty similar. Are there any big changes that stuck out to you aside from the sliding, um, which seems revolutionary? I, <laughs> I mean, called it again. <laughs> <laughs> well, they added like, um, well, because in the first game there was three times. There's like a big, a medium, and a small one. They're like fast, slow, and right in the middle. But this one had like six titans, I think. Jeez. And they were less about being fast, slow, and well-rounded. They all had very different. Um, like class configurations and stuff. Why is there a dollar amount in the middle of your screen the entire oh. time? <laughs> this uh, this game type, I think it was called Bounty Hunt. Oh. And um, okay. when you get kills and just do cool things, then like you see, like it says right there, banks closed. It'll say banks open. You go and cash in all your money, and that gotcha. adds to your team's total. It's do you definitely... drop all the money you're holding when you die? Yes, people take So what do you do with your money? Do you buy like upgrades and stuff or no? It's just the game type. It's just, it's just some... You, you have to buy Titan pants, in. Titan yeah. shirts. Where are you cashing it in? There's like <laughs> Is there like these, a drop uh, somewhere? Yeah, there's like two points in the map oh, where, they, okay. where you're supposed to bring your stuff. Yeah. If you don't, then it doesn't add to your team's score. It looks like it's getting to like Call of Duty levels of annoying UI. So yeah. that's good. Yeah, there's so There was a lot going on the first Titanfall. That's true, yeah. You should have heard it. There's like, when you hop in your Titan, it's constantly telling you things. It's like, <laughs> like how good Titanfall is. Can you pick is? his voice again? Can no, you? but there's like dick oh, status enlarged. Things. I always had a British guy tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I think I'm in a lady Titan right now. Ooh. Wait, what do you mean a lady? Do you titan? slide she into the vagina? Titans have sex. <laughs> yeah, they have little robo boobs. They have different uh, voices and stuff. Like a GPS. Oh, oh yes, exactly, yeah, like, like a the Darth Vader GPS. And the, yeah. yeah. This was my favorite part. When when the match was over, but then it was like try and escape with your life. Yeah. And then but then it would just be six titans waiting around the drop that's exactly point. That's, that's happening like, right here. And and you would charge you in the air. 
Good for you, Jacob. Or you would get on, but then they'd blow it up. Oh, the worst. (laughs) So what was your favorite part of Titanfall 2? Um... Killing everyone? No, Look at but this. Yeah, he second place. Really EGM is still around? Yeah. I guess so. But the, the grappling hook, which comes up oh, yeah. in later footage, that was really fun. So like, is it, I'm curious about the grappling hook, because like Uncharted 4 has a grapple, but it's sort of physics-based, so you can lock on and then kind of control yourself. Is it that, or is it grap- like is it like Overwatch's Widowmaker grapple, where you point at a point and it yanks you right to it? I feel like it's more of an in-between of that. Interesting. Like, you hook it on something, and it pulls you towards that point, but you're also swinging, hmm. so you can use it to like go around corners, or kind of like extend your momentum. Like Spider-Man. Like Spider- Not as good as Spider-Man 2! Yeah, it sounds like Spider-Man. That had the best like web swinging. Like, uh, when I chose oh, yeah, the class with this, uh... Did it first. <laughs> Titanfall stole it. <laughs> like, when I chose the class with the grappling hook, I was asking a dev, like, if he had any tips. He's like, just pretend you're Spider-Man. And that's exactly what I did. You just like point at things, you swing around them. That was a homeless guy. That wasn't a dev. Yeah. <laughs> he said that to everybody. <laughs> okay. I have $5. I'm Spider-Man. I'm Spider-Man. <laughs> cool. It's all these Spider-Man. We'll leave the Titanfall 2 stuff rolling in the background, but Jacob, before you go, and you're about to go, Ooh, that was cool. uh, I want you to tell me what's the happiest thing that happened to you in the last week. In the last week? Oh, wow. Don't um, say Saturday. You're happy a lot, oh, Jacob. Oh, man. That was the only thing that happened the last week. It was um, your birthday, dude. I went to, yeah, well, no. Nah. <laughs> It was your birthday. Getting older. Um, (laughs) Getting closer to death. I went to Soup Plantation by myself. Well, there you <laughs> have it. And that was pretty happy. No, no. Yeah, that's good. I think that's good. He's trying to make a joke. He's trying to make a joke. How many servings did you get? Um, How much chili did you get? I didn't get any chili, but I did get Oh, that's all the protein. Come on. I know it is, but I got some ice cream. That's not protein. It was just salad, was bread, bit. and ice cream. Did you come back after getting ice cream and the server was already cleaning your thing and you're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm just alone, but I'm still here. No, I leave, I always make sure the to leave the, um, yeah. be ripe. Don't touch. I always leave the be ripe back. Be, be right back. I'll be back yeah. right there. And then you flip it over when you leave. And see you next time. That's my hour. Right, it's T-H-Y-M-E. <laughs> exactly. See you yeah. next time. Well, thanks for coming, Jacob. <laughs> uh, really appreciate it. Uh, really appreciate it. No, you you just put the mic down. You still sit here. Yeah. You Drop that mic. mic down. <laughs> you listen to us now. Oh, jeez. Well, I mean, we all we all had adventures in being legitimate video game people. As Jake, Jacob got to go play Titanfall two. Uh-huh. We got to go to Blizzard. Your coffee fell over. There you oh, go, no. Jacob. Nice Thank job. Bye. Hide that logo. Yeah. Put it over here. He's waving as he walks away. We need oh. outro music. We're gonna scale up as soon as, and uh, this is not a reverse jab at Omar, but goddamn, one of these days we're gonna have a 90 minute block out here and everything's gonna be perfect. No, no that'll never happen. Shut up. No <laughs> then we're gonna have all the bumpers and sweet toilet flushing sound effects. <laughs> I really want to have like a set uh, and like a production element to Google Trends with like big couches oh, yeah. that turn oh, around sure. with oh, both absolutely. teams on absolutely. it. And then yeah. Lawrence comes out in a chair that's like, he's basically like Modoc. A robe. Yeah, yes. and a robe and a fog machine and stuff. <laughs> and then he would be like, show the score! And like it would just pop up on yeah. screens. But then I realized that we'd have all those things. The chairs would work, the fog machine would mer- work, the, the robe would look awesome. But then the audio would just drop out at some point, or it'd sound a little echoey. (laughs) My dream hat for Lawrence for that show is either like a white top hat or a white wizard's hat that has arrows like on it. Oh, like the trends, yeah. 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 A a red one and a blue one. So you wanted to wear a KKK outfit, it sounds like. Well, I wanted to to look like like Iron Chef, the Japanese version. Yeah, I want to ride out on a Not the whitewashed American one. Oh, yeah, But I still want Lawrence to bite the pepper and stare at the screen. Just that smile like, 
He has a katana for some reason. Don't, don't knock the American one. That's had Mark Dacascos. Mm. <laughs> Only the Strongs, Mark Dacascos. <laughs> Everybody's silent. Lawrence, if anyone, <laughs> I'm sure he knows. should be on board with this. Oh, he doesn't know either. You know, know you know the worst martial artist of all time. And you oh. don't know Mark Dacascos. <laughs> that is true. Oh, we went to Blizzard. So. I watched Hard Target uh, too. <laughs> so Jacob was at this Titanfall event while James and I were at Watch Dogs Two. Oh, yeah. I think Bruce was at uh, Half Life Three. <laughs> I wish. And Elise was. Playing Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Well, save your pennies. <laughs> maybe more on that oh, later. At least is my favorite games personality because not only do you have an open mind and play indie games, but also you kind of call them on being like I won't say trash. That's a little strong, but just being like too indie for their own good sometimes. I don't yeah. get any credit for that. Well, James, you, well, you're you. too virulent about it. Oh. You, uh, I, you, you can't go after the the. Last I'm the one who has to sit there and watch her play. You, you gotta talk shit. You didn't. You were looking whatever. at your phone. The I know, time. but for every every <laughs> second you played Virginia, it was another second I couldn't play Overwatch because you were doing it on my PC. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just standing over you waiting. So I just, well, Dude, I, you gotta enjoy that stuff, man. I appreciate that, Lawrence. I don't think I've ever seen you happier. There was a moment on the podcast two weeks ago when Bruce referred to you as the quintessential gamer. And your face lit that. up. He was. He is and the quintessential game. <laughs> Everything I've tried to do in my life has been getting there. Yeah. And, and I, I don't think I see you that happy. At least anyway. someday, someday you'll kill me and take my title. Oh, I'd and love I, to. I'm ready for that to happen. Thank you. Maybe when Sundered comes out. Sundered? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next next masterpiece from that, that guy. company. That game was awesome. So what do we want? Do we want to talk about Watch Dogs or Blizzard? Whatever you Which want. Which one's better? Which Start one? at the top of the week. Okay. Okay, so that's Virginia. One of these leads into why my hand and arm is all scuffed up, but we'll save that. We'll oh, I can't wait for that yeah. story. Well, let, hey, real quick, uh, that's a teaser for the rest of the show. Try and guess why you think Lawrence <laughs> is all bloody and scraped up. Oh, you, so and we'll let you know uh, when we get to that segment right. later in the show. It's going to be depressingly the, easy. They know yeah. the answer. The very first one is going to nail it, but yeah. that's okay. Hey, whatever. Yeah. They know the answer. That's called engagement, baby. Uh, Adam, you want uh, Watch Dogs? You guys want to talk about Watch Dogs? I, I yeah. mean, yeah, I don't, I don't think we can. Is there an embargo or anything? Yeah, that's the question. We, I mean. I mean, the video's coming out what? Friday? Yeah. I, all I can say is we played some single player, James. Yeah. Uh, Ubisoft, uh, God bless them, has their shit together when it comes oh to events. Gosh. Yeah. So we've been doing the journalism thing for a while, journalism, <laughs> where you basically just go to an event, you play a video game, and you record it. I like for, it. And for the longest time, it was always like, bring your own laptop, bring your own stuff. Mm. Ubisoft's got their shit together, and like they have the webcam, the Elgato, the mm-hmm. microphone. The, everything's just set up, ready to go. Yeah. They just hit a button, and then you sit down, and you do your thing. They even have this, like, I don't, what was the recorder device called? It was like its the, own. The Tomos. Yeah, it was like its own self-contained like thing yeah. that recorded to a solid state, and then they just give you the solid state. Oh, right shit. And then they were like, and please send it back, and we're well, like, we'll the, talk later. They, well, no, they they record it to a solid state drive, and it's like, oh, that's kind of inconvenient. Until you, they give you the solid state drive in a self-addressed return envelope. So oh. useful. So, so they're like, area. just throw it in here and put it in the mailbox, and yeah. we'll get it back eventually, hopefully. And they were even they were like, hopefully you yeah. send it back, please. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be a stack of playing cards that says SSD on yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> the Joker. <laughs> right, yeah, but seriously, that thing was like four hundred dollars. And I'm gonna take the solid state. Oh! Um, oh my Joker god, I was like $200 anyway. I know! I was, uh, I, was a, <laughs> I was a little bummed out because uh, both James and I went. All of them. I was expecting to do co op, which we unfortunately didn't get to do. So it was just going back and forth on single player. We'd basically fuck around, die. We kind of did co op. We, we did a couch co op. Yeah. 
Best way to play those games. It is. Yeah. Um, Go hack that. Hack, hack that. So in love. We said hack that we said hack a lot. <laughs> we um, did say hack. Hack is is a universal verb. It, it definitely has become a lot more fun. It takes itself way less seriously than the last one, which you can kind of get the vibe from the trailers anyway. Mm-hmm. But yeah. like confirmed, like uh, there's so much to hack. So wait, yeah. it, it's easier to confirm? count the things that can't be hacked. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's. I fun. love that you can hack. You can cars. hack cars. You can hack. Uh, well, it's also other cars. I, I only played a little bit of Watch Dogs, but my problem was that you watch it and it's like the 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 best trailer is what you would hope. It's like you're like, oh, they planned all that out, they timed it all out, and the yeah. game never felt like it played in my short time with it. Never felt like it played like that. This one was like within two minutes, mm-hmm. we like had cops on us and we were setting off hacks that were hacking the cops mm-hmm. exactly the way we wanted them to get hacked. Well, you can, and, you can uh, hack a cop as he's chasing you and just tell his car to hack in reverse. Yeah. And so he'll be like, pull, oh no. He goes, what the heck? <laughs> uh, there's also, there's cars in the world that are, uh, like you know how you always try to ramp off of, they would do this in one of the older GTAs. They had the uh, like the tow trucks or something that like oh, yeah. you can kind of ramp off. Ramp-shaped cars. Yeah, and this one you have to like you can like hack the car while you're driving. The ramp falls down, then you ramp off the car. So oh. there's like mobile ramps. You can hack a ramp. You can hack ramps. Oh shit. So the, the ramp is digital. Everything's digital. digital. Everything. Mm. Well, the, the the controls inside the cars are controlled oh, by the I internet. See, are see, controlled see. by the web. Internet the everything things, is. Dude. So then the internet controls the yeah. ramp, and the internet controls the driver. Yeah. Right. And it controls and everything then else. The, the drones you can use are pretty awesome. You can use like a little like uh, RC car, like yeah. a flying drone, and then you can fly around, and those things can hack. Yeah. You basically play as like the creatures. Because <laughs> yeah. they have all that kind of weird shit. <laughs> is T Dog like back? What? There yeah. was a T dog looking. I don't know if we're maybe. supposed to say. Oh. No, you can't, you can't I don't say know. That. We don't know yet. Thank you for being considerate to yeah. all the T dog fans out there. I gen- no, I'm just saying I genuinely <laughs> don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, like I almost beat Watch Dogs one, and I just kind of stopped caring. Um, the driving in this one's way better. Feels more like GTA. Yeah, like, it felt like GTA. Yeah, the, the, I remember the driving physics were pretty bad in Watch Dogs one, and this one just feels. I don't know. It, just, well, it feels like a fun game. It's also like go into the shop and buy your cool hat. You can want to wear harem pants. You can, yeah. like, you know, like our, we turned our guy into like a shirtless, like DJ street looking dude. Yeah, yeah, we basically tried to turn him into Lucio like from a, Overwatch. He's like a millennial's wet dream. Um, yeah, basically. That's, hey, that's that's the aesthetic nowadays. Um, but anyway, yeah, yeah video so video bad. should be coming on that soon, uh, this week. So you'll be able to see all that. That's Great. Cool. Uh, well, we can take this time to, uh, to mention that this podcast is brought to you by Acorns, which is an investment firm. If, if you're a hit millennial, hey, it's never too early to plan for your retirement uh, or just save some money. That's not so easy to do when you're out on the streets hacking dollars and cents out of people's cars. <laughs> but it's easier with Acorns. Uh, so the concept is pretty simple. When you sign up, you attach it to your credit card or sets of credit cards. And then for every purchase you make on that card, the dollar amount's rounded up, and that difference is then invested in a savings slash investment account. Um, it's a really cool idea. A lot of banks did this a while ago, except it was all savings. And the interest rates on savings accounts are pretty garbage. Uh, because it's just money sitting there. Whereas if it's invested for a long time, the idea is you're comfortable with the amount of risk for a higher rate of return. That's the whole idea. And the, the other idea is, and, and this is just like kind of financial advice, generic stuff, but you put it in an account and you just forget about it. And then, uh, I don't know, China makes a lot of lamps in a given year and you make some money. It's pretty great. Uh, so you can sign up today by going to acorns.com dude. You get a free $5 in your account when you make your first investment. Once more, that's acorns.com slash dude. So thank you for your sponsorship, Acorns. I, I celebrate responsible financial living. Um, man, speaking of that, was, uh, earlier today, Adam shared an article from Washington Herald. 
something like that. Washington Post, yeah, maybe? Washington, Post. Washington Journal? Those, Washington yeah, something. Yeah, that was Post. But Washington, D.C. Oh, reporter? Turned on airplane mode. Washington Inquirer. Uh, Washington Post. Um, but yeah, it's, a, it's an article covering a study that was put out by... Uh, Local College. Mm-hmm. Econ- uh, economists from Princeton, University of Rochester, and the University of Chicago. Hmm. Um, they all... Uh, they all are finding that there's growing numbers of unemployment with young men, and even though there's not really a strict correlation, there's kind of a psychological correlation. One of the ideas suggested is that younger people are finding life fulfillment through video games and cheap entertainment, as opposed to kind of being forced to go out and work for a living. Um, so, I don't know, this is kind of a contentious topic. It seems like every, every six months there's a new article demonizing video games for the downfall of, of culture as we know it. And certainly you can go back not too far and see like, oh, the, the newspaper is causing the complete destruction of, of American civility. I was going to say it was radio, television, movies. Yeah. The problem is that the math is there and, and whether video games are the cause or a symptom, it's hard to say. But yeah, more and more younger people are staying home longer and not getting jobs and not being self-sufficient. I don't know. It's an interesting trend. Um, I don't think it's quite so simple to say it's like, oh, I, why get a job when I can go on Call of Duty? Um, well, that also might, might be a side effect of like the... I was the human age expectancy is getting older. Hmm. So actually, like you know, people like say the thirties are the new twenties, and the forties are the new thirties, and that type of thing. I mean, like I've noticed that that people are slower to get married, or slower to have kids, or slower to sort of do that sort of thing than they were fifty years ago. Um, and yes, they could be more like more unemployment in I guess eighteen to twenty-five younger males or whatever. But I feel like I'm not saying it's acceptable. I'm saying that maybe that's why because. I, we're living longer, and so that there is a sort of a longer cycle of living than there was 50 yeah. years ago. I don't when I was in high school in the late 90s, or I think it was still middle school. I was like late 90s, early 90s, mid 90s, whatever. But like my mom bought a house, and it was under two hundred thousand dollars, something like that. And then the whole housing market collapsed within the time. And I have any hope of ever owning a home in California has basically gone out the window for me. Oh no, you. So that's the that's the thing, and. And I, I hate to paint in broad strokes, but to me it seems the people that lament the inability to buy a home lament the inability to buy a home in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Manhattan, oh, I like see. one sure. of the major cities. You could get a home in, in California easily. It would just be in the bumfuck desert. Yeah. The thing is, when my parents bought a house, and potentially when your mom bought a house, it was bumfuck then. No, it wasn't. No? When, where, did, where did your mom buy a house? Saugus, uh, Santa Clarita. It oh, was okay. a really nice neighborhood. No. Yeah. Well, never mind that. Yeah, no, that's what I mean. Like, my it, parents it was affordable. It, was, it, needed, it needed a little bit of work, but like, what home doesn't? And like, it's still a beautiful home. It's still there. And, it's, and then Santa Clarita has only gotten nicer. But I remember being like, wow, homes are affordable. Cool. And then it just kept exploding, exploding. And then the whole thing crashed in 2008, and then it's like, okay, that's never happening, because it quadrupled in yeah. price, where it's like, okay, I can kind of see why people aren't in such a hurry to be adults right now, because it, it's like, well, it's well, it's kind of on a, it's really hard to survive out there. I would say there's also the, the financial incentivization of other means, like Patreon, like, like YouTube, like stuff like this, like the implication that you could make money doing that stuff. Because yeah, uh. I mean, I mean, think about how much you made probably in one summer working a really terrible yeah. service job, right? Thousand dollars maybe. A thousand dollars total. Now, say mm-hmm. instead of that, you spent the whole summer trying to play a video game and posting videos on YouTube, you might make 
portion of that, but still, like, think about the trade-off there. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. trade-off of trying to do that versus trying to do something else, it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, and everyone has a Patreon. Like, like sometimes I'll see people in our community, like fans or whatever, they'll, like, tweet at me. I'll check their profile. They have a Patreon link there. And, like, maybe no one's contributing, but it's like, they're still trying, you know, like, different kinds of things like that. And it's like, I don't, I don't begrudge them for trying at all, but I think they view these as, like, alternate paths to income. Sure. You know? Sure. Um, I, I think there's a variety of factors that maybe is, is, are presenting with young people with the idea that there are more limits to their future, potentially. I think that the fact that the baby boomer generation is still so large and so alive... Hinders, hinders a lot of young people and that like they still own all the houses and they're still not retiring quite yet. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of young people don't really see their career as I'm going to join this company and be with this company for 25, 30 years anymore. Like whether you are at a job for a year or two years, it, it doesn't really seem to, to matter in the grand scheme of your, your complete career now. Like I don't know how long any of you have, what your longest career placement has been, but mine hasn't been more than like three years anywhere. And uh, That's pretty common too, yeah. a lot of people our age. And I also think that we just, there's just a, a less of a, a looking down now on people that still kind of embrace like childhood pastimes as an adult or perceived childhood pastimes, like the fact that we all still love comic book movies and cartoons and that maybe 20 years ago was kind of frowned upon as like, you're a stunted adult. You're not. You're not a true adult, and you're not living your life. Now it's kind of like, well, these are just pastimes. We can wear a shirt with like a cartoon character on it, and it's not. You're not perceived as a man child anymore, really. Which like you used to be, I guess. Like Chandler Bing, he was it was a man child. <laughs> Joey Tribbiani, man child. I see what you're saying. Like <clears throat> stuff like that used to be sort of demonized, and now it's celebrated because. Yeah. You make a lot more money yeah. off of it. People found a way to exploit it and say, it was, just, it was funny reading the article because it had some choice quotes such as like, young men are being lured into this lifestyle <laughs> of video games because of the cheap nature. Because all you do is buy the computer and that's it. You're done, baby. Games forever. It's like, it kind of. That's sort of what happens when someone writes an article who has probably little to, I, I'm speaking, you know, frankly, but I, I don't know if the author really plays in this world a lot or is just sort of an observer? Felt like an observer. I think part of it too is every generation kind of resents the next for taking their place Always. as being the important ones. Yeah. And I think surely that that is that is a, a narrative that is under undercutting a lot of millennial bashing or whatever. It's, you know, you, you can make analogies all over the place uh, of like people hating on hippies because they're man children or they just don't want to live up to the realities of the world or whatever. People can read the same thing in the millennial culture where it's like, and I hate to say culture because I'm, I'm part of that generation as well. Um, and I certainly don't mean the term derogatorily, uh, like a lot of people throw it around. But it is, I can see how from the outside, you as somebody who grew up with a certain set of rules of like, yeah, work hard, get promoted, gain expertise in your field, and now it's, it's a bunch of kids who don't want to start on the bottom they want to skip right to having a successful Patreon or a big YouTube channel. Um, and the thing that I identify is kind of interesting is that the, the implication with a lot of YouTube channels, especially the popular ones, is that it's approachable. Like, hey, I'm just one of you guys. I just happened to start doing it and look at all the success I found. Please join me on my great, my great rise. And there's a great, uh, there's a, what's the word? There's a vicarious aspect to it that 
bugs that like, kind of bothers me when no no one of those people talk about all of the shitty jobs and false starts they had getting to where they are now. Because, you know, I'm a certain age, but I worked a ton of terrible jobs. No one taught me skills that I use now, but they all taught me, like, soft skills. Like, sometimes you got to do something that just sucks. And you don't complain about it. And even if you hate it, you should still do it to the best of your ability. Because it all kind of builds up as your reputation. And that's what earns you possibilities in the future. A lot of building character. Yeah. yeah. And some younger people like you're saying, aren't having necessarily maybe those character building moments. I don't know. There's I mean, that's, that's, talk right that's, now, that's, yeah. that's, uh, yeah, that's pretty like <laughs> condescending of me to say. I'd, I'd say that. But at, I don't mean it. At least, but I at do. least in America <laughs> as well, the educational system doesn't really facilitate one finding something that they love and then pursuing that with passion. It's mostly like here's a template. You're standardized. It. You better do well on your standardized test. Otherwise you won't get into a college where you can I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had a moment the other day. Someone, some, I was reading something on Reddit or something, and someone was like, uh, I think it was on our, oh, someone made a mug on our subreddit. They made, like, a coffee mug. And they're like, hey, what do you think? I'm a ceramics major. What do you think? And I went, ceramics major? <laughs> um, and I was like, what are they going to do with that? It was elaborated on in the rest of the thread. It's like, well, I'm a ceramics and business ma- oh, double major okay, with yeah. something else. But even more than that, like, there was someone else in that responded and was like, oh, this is really good. I, too, was a ceramics major, and now I work in ceramics, and that Ooh. is, for what you've done, it's really, you did a really great job. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, oh, that makes sense. It's like a trade. Like, yeah. And, and, and it, it, maybe it's a little different than philosophy, unless you want to like teach philosophy, but it's like those kinds of things you don't even get close to until you get to college. And college, oh, yeah. and most colleges don't even encourage it either way. I really loved the university that I went to, but it was very much a go Tar Heels. Well, it was like it was like like learn everything, get a little bit of everything, so that way you can be a good person. And then once you're done with that, then you'll have maybe two years to focus down on like like your passion or whatever that is. I feel like that's most good colleges. Yeah. That's the way mine was. I like yeah. it. it was like two years of general education, they call it, where you're just taking a bunch of crappy so classes. Basically high school but again. Yeah, yeah, I was it's like say, high school. It would be so awesome if you could get through that in high school. If, yeah. you, if you could do for your first two years of high school yeah. is all the BS stuff. There are magnet schools that operate that way. I know, but it's, those it's, are like... Well, it's you, funny you say that, because what you're saying is you're saying put more hard work at the front. And that's actually what people don't want to do. Yeah. I think that's what this article is pointing towards. They want to skip right to the... Is the that they part. want to skip right to the success. Yeah. I can't tell you how many times I've had the conversation with people that have asked me about YouTube or, I mean, like, just in my life in general, which is always like, well, I really like teaching, but I don't know how to get started. And I'm like, okay, so where's the nearest high school? They're like, I want to be a high school counselor. I'm like, great, perfect. Yeah. Uh, where's your nearest high school? It's down the street. Uh, what jobs can you apply for? Well, I can apply to be a receptionist, but I don't want to do that. I'm like... Apply to be a receptionist there. Do that. See where it takes you. See if you if you go there, you like the system, you like the people around you. See what happens. Because you'll get a year of experience under your belt and you can move on somewhere or you can stay there and see where that career path sort of branches you. And the, it's less about talking about what you like in your passion and more about doing. Go out and try things. That's the, I feel like that's the almost the number one thing well, to do. That's always been sort of my advice too where people will sit at home and go, I keep applying for jobs, I'm not hearing anything. It's like, well, have you gone out and like gotten a job and then like got anything from there? Like, well, no. It's like, okay, you have a better chance of something happening to you the more you interact with the world around you than when you're sitting at home because no one's really going to approach you. It's more of like they're never going to come. To I was going to yeah. say like in our field when we're like looking for editors and stuff, we're kind of like, who do we know? 
who have we worked with before? Who came to us? Not what person sent us a Twitter link and said, please hire me. <laughs> yeah, and an employer is more likely to hire you if you, like, you have a job than if you don't. Because if you have a job, yeah. it shows like you are you know, a competent, capable person, yep. and they're you like, oh, yeah, this person, they're, they're doing it okay. So it might not be the dr dream job you have at the time, but it might, like you said, propel you into something else. I sometimes think that there's a stigma toward going in pursuing a trade as opposed to getting like a, a bachelor's degree or a university degree. Um, sort of maybe like look down on to to get to like get a trade to like become a welder, even though like that's really badass and requires a lot yeah. of skill and know-how. But it's just like, oh well, you don't have a university degree, so that's not that's that's not a something that like you know is is looked highly upon. But but those sorts of trades like they're valued. They're, they're really valued, and also yeah, they take money. hours and hours and hours of practice. Yeah. Yep. So like you're not. You're not, you're not going to a job and welding for four hours and then leaving. You're welding at home, you're welding in college, you're probably welding in high school. Like, it's like one of those things where you did all along and you're like, I really like welding. Mm -hmm. And you've been doing it for hundreds and hundreds of hours. Uh, and that's one of those things that I feel like this article maybe, like there are a few kids, obviously the cream will rise to the top as it always does. And if there's one guy that's played video games for hundreds and hundreds of hours and also knows how to edit videos, eventually that might pay off. But if there's one dude that's like, oh man, I love playing through Watch Dogs, played through it once, and then sat around for the rest of the week. Like, that's not the way to do it. That he's, he spent so long playing video games and making videos that eventually it pays off. And they, we never talk about that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like we should talk about I that. I think there's a stigma that people that are successful, almost no matter the trade, are lucky. Yes. And that's sometimes the case but very, very rarely the case. And, and you can, exactly like you're saying, a dude who, you know, gets really good at a video game, he, it was a video game, but he put in that time and effort, yeah. and along the way he tried to learn skills that he think would increase the odds of his success. Yeah. Same with the welder. Put in the time and effort and increase his success. And I think, like, like I think you said, you'd be surprised how much money someone like that, with a skill like that, could make, and also... Uh, how happy they probably are because they're doing what they want. Well, there's like the streamer we follow, Stir. Uh, he was a TF2 guy, mm -hmm. and sure, he could have stayed playing TF2, <laughs> but he's pretty smart and he's playing Overwatch now, mm -hmm. and his fo his following has probably maintained Siegel or grown. The was Seagull yeah. a TF guy? Okay, yeah. yeah. That sort of thing. Not Titanfall, don't want to. Confuse any of the <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I, that. I don't know. I, I think it's a weird it's a weird study. Well, to do. so putting the blame on any one thing, it's it's uh, it, it it dove a little more into it, and and there was one more really interesting point that that I'll just bring up, and it's mostly in agreement with what you guys are talking about. But the article talks about how, particularly in regards to the studies of why people are gravitated towards games, and why they might be intimidated or not want to go out and just throw themselves into the job market, even for part-time shitty jobs, is the issue of of expectation of reward or the reward loop. And this actually reminds me of something my dad told me about a long time ago. Um, but games. Games almost mathematically de deliver rewards to you at a predictable pace. That's why people like them, um, because you know you're not going to waste your time. That used to be one of the NES problems: is you could put seven hours in a game and then die, and it was all gone. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, there's like there's fucking Titanfall 2, man. There's shit blowing up all over the screen telling you how awesome you are and how much progress you're making. Um, and the problem is, and this was actually elocuted by some of the interviewees of this particular article is they were like, yeah, I could go out and get a job, but I don't know that I'm gonna get a raise a year from now. I don't know that that's gonna turn into a, a different opportunity, whereas I can play a game for an hour and feel accomplished in some way. And that's one of those things that I feel like, like you guys are saying, 
um, really conveying that narrative of, no, you don't understand. There were like two or three years where I worked and no one gave a damn. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I know for me specifically, I volunteered on a lot of websites and no one gave a shit. I did a lot of editing of other people's work and they couldn't even fucking bother to run spell check. None of that, no one knows any about any of that now and I didn't get any, I just got shit on all the time. But it was, it was getting through that and there's an element of character building there, but also just maintaining good work relationships and yeah, making those connections that eventually turned into something. The worst part about the, what you're describing is like with video games versus life is that I know that's the worst, the worst phrase in the world and I hated to hear it when I was a kid, which was like, well, that's life. Oh yeah. And mm -hmm. so what I started doing, and this is not a, a unique thing to me, which is I started establishing what I wanted to do in a, in a year. So I'd like to think to myself, what would I like to do in a year? And I would set, a, set forward, like, let's say three or four goals that I thought were relatively attainable. If I attained two of them, I was like, great. So to me, that was like a video game. That's like mm -hmm. you are uh, acquiring skill, acquiring knowledge, and also you hit the goal that you set for yourself. Um, and again, that's not unique. This is something that's been around for- You gamified life. Thousands, yeah. game, exactly, it's thousands yeah. of years. So. I, I'm always surprised that gamers aren't more jacked. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. the, the exact same logic yeah. that I apply Absolutely. to video games and yeah. it applies to me applies to physical well, fitness. You used to use that website where like it showed you yeah. progressive levels. The, Remember the when I wanted to be a notary? What? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a notary and I, I actually wrote in my phone like year within the next yeah. year become a notary. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not gonna. <laughs> well, maybe. Year's not you know over. What? Yeah, Shoot for the moon. If you get halfway there, at least you got the space. Yeah. You're still expatiating at space. You're yeah. still not a notary, though, unfortunately. Uh, the, the, the thing that did rub me the wrong way in that article, because I think the problem was there was a focus on video games instead of escapism, which is more about what it is. It eventually and, evolved into and the, and the way they, they phrased in the article was, they said, well, 20 years ago, people would just sit at the, on the couch, unemployed, watching TV, being depressed, but now, they have like-minded people on the internet and there's a culture surrounding them. I'm like, I, I mean, that's kind of a broad statement because I'm pretty sure there were people sitting around unfulfilled I'm watching I'm TV. Yeah, yeah, watching TV, but then also getting enjoyment out of it. Like, man, I watched all those MacGyvers. I feel great. That's That specifically, <laughs> just, just for the sake of information, was linked to a survey where young people are reporting increased levels of happiness. So uh, it was- How dare they? That. Well, yeah, oh. no. Well, the idea is, yeah, it's it's extrapolating from that to make the statement that time was you would sit around and be depressed and sad watching Judge Judy. Now you can play a video game and feel relatively okay with your life even though you don't have a job. That that was the thrust of that particular part of it. Hmm. I still I, agree it's kind of dumb. It's always weird though. Situations like this, like people are watching too much pornography and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Sometimes it's better to look outside the window as opposed to inside the window. Hmm. I mean, peop, if people aren't being incentivized to go participate in that the world that's out there, Maybe we don't necessarily blame the thing that they're finding as a replacement inside the apartment. Interesting. I don't know. You gotta make you gotta make outdoors more exciting. Well, they yeah. were also saying something like, "Well, now video games are more accessible because it's on your phone, it's on your TV, it's on your PC, it's on everything. You can't get away from it, man." It's like, well, you're just sort of describing the technology, the world at large. Yeah, the, how the world has advanced. Yeah. Like it is, it is sort of like old man shakes broom at cloud. You know, like <laughs> it. it it is a little weird to like read that article and like, okay, they're getting really granular, but really the ultimate takeaway I thought was, yeah, being young sucks and it it sucks not having money and finding a job and there just happens to be more entertainment out there at an affordable price entry. Uh, I've always thought that like youth, like your youth point. will be the best and worst time of your life. Yeah. 
because it's the time where you have to learn everything for the first time. Make all terrible you have, mistakes. You have, so, you have so many high aspirations for yourself and for everyone around you, but n- n- almost none of the resources to achieve any of those aspirations. And the world is just more difficult for you, even though you're in the best shape physically and mentally to take on those things in a lot of cases. I was yeah, schlubby. It's, um, it's the saying, youth is wasted on the youth. Like, yeah, if you ask exactly. a 70-year-old person now what they want to do with their life, they would say, oh man, I would I'd go back and I would do all these things yeah. and I would never waste one second. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And it's, Give them a month, they'll be watching. Sometimes <laughs> Judge again. Judy yeah. every morning. Sometimes, sometimes you, you look and you go like, oh, what is a word? Like, Eskimos, whatever, will have 14 words for snow. Because that's a big part of their life. When you have a word like hindsight or something like that, like that kind of term exists in our society and everyone knows the definition of it, that's because it's kind of a big thing. Yeah, it's the same word in every language. Oh, interesting. Yeah, people don't know that. About Wait, the word it's hindsight, hindsight in Chinese? Yeah, it's just, no, I'm just being a jerk. Sorry. <laughs> I thought you were being serious. I, I like, thought you were oh, being serious. Wow, I picked a really good one. <laughs> you had a good poker face. Um, no, I so just, wise. You can, you can figure out in a society things that are kind of going to be constants, at least for now and for the foreseeable future, when you look to what the language has for it, mm-hmm. you know? It, it's a surreal moment. I mean, this is tying us back to when we went to Blizzard uh, last week was I remember being a kid and playing Warcraft and thinking like, wow, what a cool game, what a cool thing. And then growing up kind of side by side, we're seeing like Blizzard's growing. Then I, it's crazy that I have a career that growing up where I was being told video games are a waste of time, we're taking your consoles away, even though we bought them for you. I'm like, what a rude thing to do to a child. <laughs> uh, it's, it's kind of tough. And then only growing up with a Mac, and the only games I could play were either LucasArts or Blizzard games, because God bless them, they made them hybrid discs. And then, Fast forwarding to one of my 31 year old adult. Am I 31? Yeah, I think I'm 31. Um, I always get my age mixed up. But um, and then we we go to Blizzard HQ and it's sort of like oh, this is a surreal moment. This yeah. is kind of cool, and I'm still playing their games because they make good shit. Well, so, I think uh, uh, and, that was and fun. Yes, this will be an extended segue to an ad read. Uh, <laughs> so I'm just still playing that play really. Uh, I think I think the ultimate takeaway or the thing I I think we can all agree on is that you know please don't you know hold on to your dreams, work towards them but also have a short-term plan. And just because you're long, like you can't see the finish line doesn't mean you can't invent a new one that's closer to you. So yeah, um, becoming a YouTube celebrity may not seem attainable while you're playing Call of Duty and you're working at Starbucks, but you know, um, becoming a manager of that Starbucks may be. And sure, that doesn't seem like it's getting you closer to YouTube uh, right away. But if, you're all, if, if you always course correct towards that, you'll get there eventually. Um, the closer you get, the more clear it will seem. Hmm. Um, but the, uh, the other thing I'd like to say, and I think we can all agree with, is that in no way are we demonizing escapism or, or games or anything. Oh, like that. I love it. The yeah. issue is balance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And if you've had a hard day, maybe you can unwind by watching some delicious anime on Crunchyroll. <laughs> getting out of your stuff. Yeah, this is a, I've been waiting for this for a long time. Crunchyroll is great. So uh, as they say, and you better believe it, Crunchyroll is dedicated to offering you the best anime experience you can find outside of Japan. Um, man, that makes me wonder what the anime experience is like in Japan. I'll see something. Pretty good. You'll, you'll be there soon. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm really excited. So, they actually got this season's been pretty kind. The anime overlords are smiling down upon us. Re Zero is pretty cool. I've seen the first three or four ep- three episodes, even though the first one is a two parter. But it's got a really interesting premise. Uh, Mob Psycho 100. Is really really cool. We started that. It's uh, we watched a bit more. Yeah. Oh, you did? It, does it yeah. does it maintain? It's awesome. Okay, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's it's great because I, James, you you kind of hit the nail on the head a while ago. You, 
you seem to identify that anime moves in very popular trends. Meta anime was one of the ones for a while. Mm -hmm. And now, thanks to One Punch Man, it seems like there's a lot of commentary about removing the unnecessary escalation of power from like a shonen anime. Yeah, yeah. Well, except oh, does he, the, does meter, the meter does do something different, which I wasn't expecting. Okay. Yeah. So maybe inversion of expectation. Well, but I, yeah, yeah. It works though. It I, makes I funny. Just like it, I just like it, yeah, because One Punch Man is what What do you take when you have a person who has all the power and power to change the world, but yeah. you cover them in bureaucracy yeah, and red tape? There are to still see, problems. Yeah, to see, to see how that slows down the process. And then, uh, and then Mob. Mob Psycho 100 is when you have someone who is, has the power to change the world, but everyone around that person is trying to take advantage of them oh, yeah. well, for their own self-interest. And that person doesn't, Mob doesn't necessarily care that he has the power. Like, he wants other things in life that that power isn't necessarily going yeah. to yeah, yeah. bring so him. it's his burden to deal with it. He yeah. wants normality, whereas everyone else wants to take advantage yeah. of his. So yeah. Crunchyroll also has classics like Cowboy Bebop. So you can figure out what, what all us old types have been ranting about for the past two decades. Uh, and Thunderbolt Fantasy, which is mankind's finest work of entertainment in the history of <laughs> fuck the aliens who blood. don't need it. Odyssey, old is, that the, is that the marionettes? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so <laughs> Thunderbolt Fantasy. It's like a, it's old, like traditional Japanese puppetry, Ooh. all live action. Oh, yeah. But the most anime thing I've ever seen in my it's entire amazing. fucking life. It's amazing. So you can you can try a Crunchyroll Premium for thirty days uh, by going to Crunchyroll.com/dudesoup. Um, <laughs> I love these bullet points. Unlimited anime. Uh, newest episodes air as soon as one hour after the, after the Japan airing via simulcast, and all episodes are ad-free in 1080p HD uh, by going to crunchyroll.com slash dudesoup. That's one month for free, crunchyroll.com slash dudesoup. Thank you for your sponsorship. Man, uh, it's... I, I have long lamented I need, I need just a bite-sized bit of entertainment to watch while I'm eating because I don't want to just eat and stare at the wall. That's stupid. Um, and anime is pretty perfect for that because it's got its 14-minute chunk and then a break. And Crunchyroll remembers where you so are in every episode. You're eating so. while reading subtitles. That's my only problem. Yeah. Yeah. That's you just my only you like when a new line pops up, you scan it, and you're like, good. And then by the time you're back huh. up, the next line's back. So Crunchyroll. It's yeah. difficult. I've tried that. Crunchyroll player is also really great. Yeah. It's really um, solid. Because you can just frame by frame, like. Yeah. Yeah. And they, uh, yeah, they'll put little markers in there about where the opening ends and starts and mm -hmm. things like that. So. I, I got an account and I started watching Berserk within. Seconds, and I was like, "Cool, I did it. This works. Um, it's perfect." Oh, but, but speaking of us living impossibly uh, beautiful lives, yeah, we got to go to Blizzard. Uh, that was a that was a bucket list moment, I think, for me. Where I was yeah. like, "This is this is one of the." I would say, like, I'm trying to think of like top developers I've always wanted to like hang out with. It would be Blizzard, Rockstar, Valve, Valve, yeah, and shit. Blizzard was the last one. Yeah. We did it. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna go kill myself. <laughs> I'm done. Just gonna light myself on fire in the middle of Tiananmen Square. <laughs> James, oh, Tiananmen. That's, sorry, that's not where that happened. I know. I like that you yeah, took that two was, major protests two, and you combined yeah, them into one. Two major Chinese diplomatic incidents and combined them into one. James almost got to go to Double Fine, but nobody answered the door. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, because yeah, after the watchdogs thing, we we were like, oh, we have a couple hours. Yeah. We can kill. And so I, I messaged to someone I know over a. James Spafford over at Double Fine. Yeah. I was like, cricket in here. There's yeah. always a cricket. Yeah. Uh, he's tired of my story. The joke didn't land. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I was like, come on, we can do it. And went over to the pl to the office, didn't hear back, tried the call box, didn't hear back. We and were then got in an Uber, and then as soon as I got in the Uber, I was like, I'm coming down to oh, let you in. We, we were like the creepy people who come by our office and yeah. just kind of drive by yeah. and stare, <laughs> and like kind of wait outside waiting for something to happen. That's or that. Me. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, we saw that one that when we went to Valve, 
uh, was it like last year? Oh, yeah. And then we saw that the one like, on it was like a Romanian oh, yeah. kid and his, his father. Dad. And they're looking for Valve and we left and we're with one of the guys, we're with Jay, yeah. we're walking out. And we're just like, we see this kid and we're like, that's why they take all the signs down. I love those dads. Yeah. I love dads that'll be like, yeah. Sure, son. Yeah, you I'll drive s- you to this random office. That's a good dad. Somewhere I know. I, I love it. Like the dads who wait in line at conventions to get an autograph. Yeah. Some some weirdo. That's like, a good dad. Like yeah. the dads who take their sons to RTX to podcast. Oh, podcast. Oh. oh no. <laughs> For Tom Senior. Yeah. Sorry, Tom Senior. Um, God bless you, Tom. But yeah, Tom. we so we got to go. It was pretty cool because yeah, we went to Blizzard and then like immediately we're like, uh, I like their um, their policy, which is like. Uh, if it's not on carpet, you can take a photo of it. Oh, yeah. The minute you're yeah. in carpet, no photos. So yeah. it was like, it was kind of cool because first like, here's some statues, here's this, here's that. And they're like, now we're going to the carpeted area and it's all Overwatch. Yeah. We go to the Overwatch development area and we're like, we're all looking around like, Sombra. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, their offices were rad. I had, a great, I had a great time. Very, very cool. I don't want to, I don't know, was there any other descriptors I could put out there? Yeah, that's, that's we rented a party bus. bus. We rented a party bus to get down oh, there. Right, right, yeah. Oh, yeah, party bus. The party, party bus, bus was sweet. So and Bruce set the whole thing up. So thanks, Bruce. Yeah, thank you, no, thank you Bruce. No yeah. problem. And then uh, some of us had a little too much to drink. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. This is. Wait, uh, some of us? Who, did, who else? One of us. One. <laughs> so, yeah, if you tweet, if you tweet, it got drunk and fell over, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> There's a little more texture to that story, though. Uh, There's a lot more texture. Texture yeah, on it's your called arm, asphalt. Dry blood. Yeah. There you go. yeah. <laughs> oh, well, I, I will recall this. Before we got on the party bus home, we had dinner with some of the Overwatch devs, which is always... This is great. This de- is a great story. The developers are like some of my favorite people in the world just because we talked to a few, like the guys, who did, the Dark Rift guys. It's always like, I always draw comparisons to like to us, where it's like, it's like it's a small group. You're just yeah. making stuff. Obviously the stuff they're making is infinitely more complicated and different, but there's always shared interests and shared stories. Yeah. And so like the Overwatch guys, no different. Like they're all nerds. They all, we all like the same stuff. We're all just kind of geeking out about stuff. We're talking about playing volleyball and all these other things. Like, oh, we all get along. This is so great. And then Lawrence was asking about Earthshatter from Reinhardt. And he was like, it was a couple, Bruce and I were like kind of yeah, on the end the of the table. Yeah, the guy was supposed to ask was like down the table. Yeah, and Lawrence was so great. And he goes, and we just kind of overhear it. And then like one of the devs is like, well, what's that you're asking? And Lawrence goes, so how does it work? Is it a cone? <laughs> what is it? Is it a sphere? What is it? And the guy's like, well, I can go back to the office and show you the map. <laughs> I really wanted him to show me. I just, I like it. It's funny because I'm like, that guy Lawrence made working it. Also, that guy made the game. Lawrence. And Lawrence's like, Bullshit! Lawrence, <laughs> it's not supposed to work up a hill. Lawrence also. Did I sound angry? He, no, well, no, you sounded drunk. You get, yeah. Lawrence, Lawrence can you hold his liquor better than anyone I've ever known. But. To a point. It's basically like the cliffs of Dover. There's a tip off. Yeah. It's flat, 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 and then it's water. Like it's water and rocks. And so, yeah, but Lawrence doesn't realize when he's past that point. Uh, and I think some he. Part of me does. I think he does that thing where he's like, I got it. I, I, can't, I see them. Sometimes they look over where you're having a conversation and you're just trashed. And, but I see in your head where you're like, I'm cool, I got it. And so like yeah. sitting upright, like stuff like sitting upright and like making eye contact, except, <laughs> except that you're like, drunk. you're like. <laughs> <laughs> what I kept telling myself, got a ledger in one hand. Yeah. they don't know Lawrence. Yeah. So they're like, well, you know, maybe this is just the way Lawrence talks. Yeah. Fidgeting. Maybe he's got a learning disability yeah. or something. <laughs> Who knows? It was, it was really cool though, it's because. It's voxel based. Those, yes. There's, oh, real quick. There's one yeah. point I'm where learning. I was sitting across from Dan, and they had we were eating pizza, and uh-huh. I like had a plate of pizza, and I was eating it, and then Lawrence was saying something to that to that guy, and uh, and it was just like I was like, oh boy, and then Dan saw me like make that expression, like, and then Dan started laughing, and they were like, what are you? 
says Dan, he's like, what are you laughing at? Good. And then and we both played it cool, and he went, he looked at me and was like, oh, something about the pizza? Like, <laughs> it, was like, it was like a scene where you're like hiding from a Godzilla or something. So <laughs> <laughs> about the pizza, he immediately dismissed it. It, it was cool though, because through Lawrence's like drunk accusations, um, they were explaining like how they had to like geometry was affected by the Earth Shatter move, and they're like, well, the way like like we go up walls, and we had to like recreate different maps, and like Anubis went through all these different changes. Like, I just I could hear those guys talk all day. So cool. And it yeah. was like, especially when you're like so invested in a game, yeah. at least. Uh, yeah, I think Overwatch is really cool. I got to get better at it, and every other game. Um, you're really, you're, yeah, you're really good at For Honor. That, that's, for Honor. I'm probably gonna go pro. See you guys. <laughs> everyone, everyone judges Elise for the games she doesn't play. And yeah. then they're surprised when she's good at the games that she has played. Well, I think I did really well at For Honor because I, I had an hour with it at E3. So I played it. So you had experience. And that him. badass yeah. character you had was fucking he was awesome. Pretty, and yeah, he was OP because he, he was Vanguard. Cool. So he was just able to like charge and he had that super wide swing. Yeah. Can I tell OP. you guys? P. P. Can, can I tell P. you guys what my two favorite things at uh, Blizzard were? Sure. Mm-hmm. I loved the they and I hopefully I'm not giving away their secrets, but they have a dank meme wall oh, yeah. where they oh, yeah. print out oh, and, yeah. and I think like when I think of big developers like this super successful, like their games are making millions upon millions of dollars, I'm like, they don't really care about what do they care about? Some, some dank meme, but no, they're like printing out memes, hanging them on a wall, they they're think people. they're fun. They're people they're too. People just like well, us. Um, they, that, had, they had the fan art wall yeah. too. Yeah, they yeah. had a fan art wall too. Mm-hmm. But uh, I thought that was really fantastic. And they have a library. Um, oh, that was so cool. Which is a, a beautiful room. It has like this this giant wood, very medieval looking door that leads to it. And inside is just like a ton of like fantasy science fiction books, but then like a whole section of, of graphic novels that look in pristine condition like you would find in any kind of comic book store. And they have a whole selection of board games and a giant wood table that you can just book that room and play games at with your friends. And I was like, this is awesome. Yeah. Like we played games here a couple times because there's like a giant table yeah. and nice twinkly lights, <laughs> and it's a uh, it's pretty nice. But man, that was that was pretty surreal. Yeah, they, they also have like classes you can take for like sculpting. Oh, yeah. Like they're just like, yeah, better yourself. You know, that's yeah, just kind yeah. of the Blizzard way. And I'm like, God damn it, you're awesome. That's what that's yeah. the big companies it's, do. It's the kind of thing where we sometimes get crap for like taking the side of the developers too much or whatever. But uh, these are things that that not a lot of people, that probably the majority of people on Reddit haven't been to Blizzard. And ha- they haven't sat down with the developers of a hugely successful game at one of the biggest game companies on the planet, right? And f- heard, like, heard from these people that like, they're just interested in the stuff. Each of them is responsible for a small part of that stuff. And they all try and come together to make something really cool, but they're all people. Yeah. None of them like like were like. It's not a hive mind. It, and, well, one of the things I, I was really curious about is because it seems like Blizzard as a whole is the kind of company that identifies like what's popular or what can be kind of made more popular by their own teams. Perfected. And then they try and perfect it. So yeah. it's like, yeah, like Hearthstone, like collectible card games. World of Warcraft was not the first MMO, but it became the biggest MMO. Like stuff, stuff like this, and now Overwatch, like team-based shooters, kind of champion-y and stuff like that. It's like it seems like that's calculated. But in talking with them, it's like I straight up asked, "Is this? Do you guys make calculated decisions?" And they were like, "No, no. Like we were just working on something else." 
And when we wanted to figure out what we could do, we all went home and were discussing it while playing Call of Duty. They're like, oh, it'd be cool if we could make like a, like a fun shooter that we all wanted to play together that would be the kind of game we would play and talk with each other over voice chat and have a cool team experience with while we are deciding what game to make. And so in pursuit of making a bigger game, they ended up making Overwatch, which is like this, I don't know. It, to me, it just blows my mind how it's yeah. all just like, it is just like friends having fun with their friends, yeah. doing what they love. Well, Bruce and I were talking too, just like we got into the, just the conversation of stealth games. We were talking about Hitman, and then we started talking about Dishonored, and they were all like nerding out about Dishonored, like, oh man, Dishonored's so awesome, and like, this is, that's like the best stealth game I think that could have ever been done. It's like, these are just guys who really like video games, mm. and they like yeah. making them, and then they really enjoy their jobs, they're very passionate about it, they clearly go home and that's all they think about and they talk about, and that's sort of, this goes back to our earlier discussion about like, trying to, you know, find a career that you can be very passionate about. You said the line, follow your dreams sort of thing. There was a, there was a Mike Rowe video. I, I didn't come up with that yet. I, I, mentioned this, <laughs> I mentioned this before, but it's like, that's sort of like a bad way of thinking, and I, I tend to agree with this, where it's like, you shouldn't really follow your dreams, but I'm butchering this quote, but it's, you should let your passion fuel your career. Okay. And so take the passion that you would have for your dreams and just use that wherever you are, and eventually, the idea is that you will eventually go somewhere where you can work on something that you truly love and you like. Like, um, we talked about that show on uh, Netflix, Chef's Table. Mm -hmm. oh, yeah. And it's like, you watch that and you're like, if you want to see someone who is truly passionate about what they do, yeah. just watch a couple episodes of that and just be like, and live in jealousy <laughs> of these people who are like just living their career. And I Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead, you, go ahead. no, you go ahead. I'll just say another important point is that these guys are really, really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. Like, that's, that's one of those things that, like, I know a lot of passionate people that aren't very good at what to do. And Blizzard, <laughs> those guys are, they, they're masters. He's talking about us. No, I'm, I'm, I'm talking, I'm talking right about my coworkers. Um, <laughs> no, they, they are, they're masters. And, uh, and that's, it's, you know, like, like I always say, it's 80% uh, hard work, 20% talent. And they've got probably 30 or 40% talent. <laughs> like, they're way, way better uh, than I think people give them credit for. And I, so. I think you have to be able to accept failure and like learn from it and get past it which like Chef's Table, the female sushi chef of Nanaka, mm -hmm. her, she had a restaurant that failed um, and she didn't just say, well, I'm gonna leave cooking now. She, and then, well, it didn't fail, it just didn't do well in the beginning and then it failed for her because it, she wasn't doing what she wanted to do and she ended up just selling it. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, Titan then, Titan, let's go Blizzard, let's go Titan. <laughs> <laughs> so Titan failed, yeah. so then they went, yeah. you know what, Like that's fine, we learned from this, we're gonna make an even better game that we all wanna make. I love the, the structure of that they are not delegated by game but teams, team one, two, three, yeah. four, like mm -hmm. they are a team that works together and sticks together so that their failures are not just, you know, we were the Titan team and Titan failed and now what are we? We're laid off. They're just a team that you get keeps it? doing what they're Titan doing. Titan fail? Oh my God, we want to start a Titanfall fail channel <laughs> called Titan fail. We're going to post all our cool Titan fails. Yeah, that's a great idea. Man, that's a great that's idea. That's going to last a week. Right. <laughs> well, Before we go. I want to hear the story about how Lawrence yeah. got drunk and fell over. I'm sorry, Lawrence. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, sorry about that. Me, uh, falling over. Can I start? Because uh, sure. it starts with me. Hopefully we're we're, we're, starts uh, with Lawrence was Lawrence was putting on a helmet before he was leaving. Always safe. And, uh, <laughs> no, you were very safe. He was putting on a helmet to get on his bike. And uh, and I think it was Elise was like, Lawrence, you want to ride? And he's kind of like swaying a little bit. Shut up, bitch. No. <laughs> he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> I, yeah, Omar, and Omar tried to get him right. And I was I like, didn't. I was like, I didn't either. And <laughs> I was like, and actually, I was like, Lawrence will be fine. And as, as I went, Lawrence will be fine. <laughs> Lawrence held up his hand to me. He was all, I'm bleeding. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. I have blood all over my finger. I don't know what happened. And I was like, uh, did you cut yourself on some glass maybe or some ice? 
I don't know. He walked to the bathroom. It was fresh. Lifts, lifts off his hand. It, it was, was really a fresh weird. cut. Yeah, he, he walked back. He goes, ah, it's dry. And then bikes off. And then after that is the rest of your story. Okay, so I guess to put it in context, the reason that that happened is uh, I've been dieting pretty harshly lately and then lost some weight. So the tolerance that I used to have is not there anymore. So what used to be like a warm-up is now main event territory. And it hit, it hit harder and stayed longer than I thought it would. Is the uh, is the windup for this? So, biking home, um, I get through all the trouble areas just fine. Um, you know, when whenever there's a car around, uh, which isn't common, I take back streets, so there's almost no traffic. But I would just like I'd slow down, put a little foot on the curb, wait. It's like maybe swerving a little, want to be safe. And yes, don't do this. This is actually illegal, by the way. Yeah. Technically a DUI, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, but can't prove anything. Yeah, Internet true, crime. So uh, I, was, I was biking, 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 and I like hit this weird ridge in the street, and it popped me to the right, and just as I was like, I was like, ah, I'll just put a foot up on the curb, no big deal. I'm like, here we go, except instead of a curb, there was a tree. It was one of those planted in the side. So as I'm like leaning over to shift my weight onto the curb, I just kind of like pancake against the tree. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, no. and I remember it happening in slow motion because, you know, when you're drunk, of course, you're much more mentally acute than otherwise. <laughs> so I slip, 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 and slip. funnier and yeah. sexier. Yeah, <laughs> sing well, play piano. Yeah. Uh, you're much, invincible, basically. Much better at sex. Uh, so <clears throat> basically, hit the tree in slow motion, and then just kind of like crumpled to the ground. <laughs> kind of rolled. I remember. I'm dying. <laughs> basically, <laughs> I remember hitting it, and then when I hit the ground, I went. Bleh! <laughs> 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 I remember hearing the own sound come out of my mouth, and I thought it was funny, so I was laying on the ground laughing. Oh, man. Uh, then I get up, I, and I like brush myself off, and I pick up my bike, and I walk the rest of the way home. And I remember while I was walking, the bike was like swerving all over the place, and I was like, fuck it, bike, why isn't it rolling right? And I remember, of course, being disappointed and ashamed of myself for even doing that in the first place, but also being even more disappointed in myself for not being able to walk with a bike in a straight line. Then come to find out the next morning, apparently when I hit the curb, it actually turned the wheel so when I was trying to roll it down the street it kept curving onto the side and was just like skipping the whole way so uh double yeah. drunk basically so the next morning I was like oh that makes sense and then I just held the wheel bar and like kicked the wheel back into place and then I always went think work, about the one person in the car oh, that song. driving by Absolutely. as yeah. they just see a man just what an amazing story a family <laughs> coming back from Disneyland and they're like <laughs> and they yeah. didn't stop son don't be that they didn't <laughs> stop. but it was it was like it wasn't as cool as I make it sound. Let me prep that because. Uh, well, at the time I knew it was easy I control. I had slowed down, so it was just like a very, it was a very graceful like, right into the tree. And I was like, yeah. but it was, it was the like collapsing onto the cement. That how's your arm doing? So oh, it's if fine. you it's guess, got level. drunk and fell over, you win a prize. <laughs> Please learn from my mistakes, kids, or live my life. Whatever. I I live the most perfect life in the world. <laughs> just be me. That's all, all I'm right. saying. Get okay. to spend the day at Blizzard. That was yeah. pretty awesome. And yeah, but seriously, you got don't drunk do that. And fell over. Yeah. <laughs> That's my bad. No, I'm, I'm the highest high to the lowest low. <laughs> no, highest oh, high, oh, okay. slightly lower oh, high. Oh, okay. this is fucking cool. I look <laughs> so like I got in an awesome I, fight. When we came back, I had a bit of a headache because we've just been out all day and like it was just a long day. So I took some Madville and I was just chilling at the office. We'd seen Overwatch all day, so I'm like, fuck, I just want to play Overwatch. So I was playing it. I remember Lawrence was drunkenly just staring at me like, looking pretty verbose. And I'm like, what? He just said words, and I was like, well, and he was just staring. Anyway, no, you said you said a big word, and no. then I complimented your vocabulary. You were the one doing like all the talking. I, I basically <laughs> said, yeah, I got a headache. I'm gonna just stay, and you went, verbose. And he just stared, and then you just walked away, and I went, 
Should I offer? I'm not gonna offer him a ride. He's like, <laughs> I don't want to hold his hair back when he throws up. Uh, I remember specifically, you, you dropped a four a four dollar word. That's my four letter word. Yeah. I like the Lord's League. I remember specifically that it ran into a tree. Yeah. yeah. Like <laughs> one minute later. Well, I remember running <laughs> into the tire tree too. Bent. <laughs> clearly, clearly, my memory's not the issue. Just my equilibrium. Uh, that's ver- the verbosity for you. I don't know if that's anyway. a word or not. It anyway, is. thanks for listening to this oh, yeah. episode of Dude Soup. We got the post show coming up. Uh, that's for first members only, uh, both live and after the fact. So we're gonna look at some fan art. Sanderness got a new work today that is work safe. Oh boy! Uh, but don't let that don't let dis- that distract you from watching anyway. Should we and promote we uh, Podfest or is it too late? No, it's, <laughs> yeah, well, it's too late. That's Time well done. travelers beware! <laughs> yeah. So you'll get to see you get to see all the LA Podfest hijinks in about a month because they have a thirty day window on that. So. Yeah, you get to see... Uh, 30 days, that's more than the people in attendance of That's the best podcast we've ever done. <laughs> the best. Yeah, I think so. Well, we, we, did, we did a solid 12 minutes on monkey trouble. Footbag. Uh, yeah, I was going like to say 30 minutes. 15 minutes. I'm happy we found out about foot, footbag just so that it will show up eventually. I didn't. I thought it wasn't going to see the light of day, but... Yeah, it used to be a comment show regular. Now it's moved on to do... Whatever. We're done with this episode. Oh, yeah, sorry. Thanks for listening, everybody. We uh, Post-show's coming up. Um, and, hey, if you're listening on the audio feed or something like that, uh, consider giving us a like, maybe a rating there, recommend it to a friend. Um, this show succeeds because people keep watching it, keep interacting with it, and maybe recommend it to people. So we appreciate your support in that regard. Support our Patreon. Yeah. We don't <laughs> have, we have a Patreon. What? <laughs> we got ad support, so we don't have to ask for your money. Ah. Uh, but we will ask for your time, so thank you for volunteering. Get a Lamborghini. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Stay tuned for the post show, everybody. Bye. See you later.